Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. Hi there, this is Alfred, and on this week's episode of Comic Book Characters, we look at Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron newest trailer, where we get to finally see Joss Whedon's vision of what's to come. Then, will Goddard bring the goods to Spectacular Spider-Man? And finally, Hugh Jackman wants to fight Christian Bale. Who, what, where, when, and why? All this and more, coming up. Ears open. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Comic Book Characters. This is your co-host, Ig, and this week we had a whole agenda set up for what we were going to talk about, but that kind of got not necessarily blown out of the water, but we got to kind of readjust because we just got hit with a new Avengers trailer, which we got to just dive into. And I think we should do that. But before before we do that, I got to introduce my co-host, Al. How's it going, man? Hey, yeah, it's Al here, Alfred over here in Texas. And yeah, man, that, uh, that, that Avengers trailer news hit us like a Hulk fist to the face. Oh, nice. A Hulk yeah. buster fist to the face, maybe? Either no. one. Okay. Both powerful. Uh, well, it's funny because in the last podcast that we did, you talked about how, you know, DC wasn't really big on releasing trailers, but Marvel is like the trailer king. I, it must be like part of their, <laughs> there must be a memo somewhere to like everyone. Like, we got to release a trailer like every two weeks. Like, we just have to fucking, we have to get trailers out all the time. They're so good right. about that. Yeah, they are. It, it definitely seems like it's a priority for them, uh, maybe to keep everything in people's minds and the conscientious of, or in the conscience of people's uh, thoughts. You know, social media tweeting stuff out, you know, things of that nature. And they're so uh, smart about it too, because it's mm-hmm. not like every because they've done three trailers now for the Avengers, and it seems like each one you get a little bit more information. Right. This last one, we got a, a sneak peek at the end of it which was oh, like yeah. another little like, you know, uh, tease, but they're just, man, they're so smart at building, like building interest and building, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, uh, momentum. Momentum. I mean, that's just... what it is. Yeah. Until you get to the movie and it's like kind of the big blow off and you're like, <clears throat> Oh wow, this is, you know, you're getting to see well, it all and happen. Here, and here's the crazy thing. And this is what I love about, and you know, I don't know if there's like awards for people that do trailers or whatever, but if there were, uh, you know the Marvel people should be at the top of the list. They're they're so great at this. Uh, we have three trailers now. We've had a couple of teaser trailers. Yeah. And even with all of this new image, all these new images, um, the new scenes, new dialogue that we're seeing, I still feel like we're only getting a taste of what the movie's going to be. Like, right? It's it's crazy because there's three trailers, and hell, I've seen movies where the trailer just ruins the whole film in one trailer (laughs) right they've managed to put out three trailers and i'm still wanting more like i just i feel like they're doing just the right peaks at things to get me more interested but to not reveal too much to where i'm like no i think you're totally right i think you're totally right yeah you know so yeah, they found the right balance of mm-hmm. not not revealing too much, but getting you excited, and it's perfect. I mean, that's what I love in a good trailer. Like, I don't want a trailer that's going to tell me everything that happens in a movie, so I only have to show up for the last five minutes. Here, there's still like big question marks about why Hulk is fighting Iron Man. Yeah. 
you know, we, we, we kind of do get into this new trailer. Um, they talk a little bit about, you, you get a sense of, you know, Ultron being a creation uh, of Tony Stark's and a little bit of dissension between the Avengers who seem to be, you know, a little bit, a little bit ticked off that, that Tony Stark created this monster that's now causing right. all this havoc. And you right. can kind of see the dominoes, I guess, being set up for a potential Civil War movie. Um, that's kind of one of the big takeaways from this trailer, though I guess not a huge surprise. Um, we see a lot more action scenes, um, and we also get a nice little a nice little surprise at the end with the end. An, a close-up shot of the face of Vision. Yeah, Vision. Um, so that's that's one of the new characters that's going to be introduced in the uh, Age of Ultron film, um, which is cool. Uh, so in the comic, not to give too much exposition on it, but just for those who want to refresh or refresher on it, in the comic he's an artificial intelligence, but the thing that makes him unique is that he has the ability to feel much like a human. Uh, he has emotions, uh, or what they say in the comic, he has a soul. You know, is he, is he like Data from the Star Trek uh, series? A little bit, but like with more emotion. He has yeah. more emotion than Data does. But uh, is he kind of emo? <clears throat> um, sometimes. Mm. You know. So, um, the really cool thing, and I know we talked about this off air, but uh, right away, the the thing that drew my attention, and there's, you know, they don't do anything. Marvel does nothing by accident. Uh, that's yeah. one thing that they've shown time and time again. Everything is so carefully plotted out. And paced out. Uh, you see his little gems, his little, you know, he's got like a little stone, like a little gemstone in his head, which is what he has in the comic, too. And uh, the comic, in, it's like a little, like, diamond, isn't it? It's a little diamond. It's like a little, I think it's a red diamond, or, or maybe it's is, yellow. Is sometimes. it the source of his powers in the comics? <sighs> they, depending on who's writing him, sometimes it, it has, like, you know, what his personality is, is there. Right. Right. Or maybe his ability to feel isn't there, but not always. Right. But but in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what really piqued my interest is, is that one of the Infinity Stones? Yeah, right. And I mean, everyone's kind of talking about that online. And it seems yeah. like when you look at it, especially if you go back and look at the, the trailer um, and see that last shot, it's very, I mean, it's clearly meant to be in that shot. I mean, it's like... Yeah, it's it's very it's very visible and it's like it's a tight shot of his face, so you can clearly see it. It's glowing, um, yeah. and it certainly seems like it would be one of the Infinity Stones, especially since we haven't discovered all that many so far, and we got to start kind of yeah. getting some I more. Yeah, I mean, you got the you got the one in the Guardians, uh, you got one in Thor, you know. So, and the thing is, uh, one of the stones is called the Soul Stone or Soul Soul Gem, so. You know, if Vision is supposed to have a soul or whatever, it just it all fits so perfectly. Uh, the guys at Marvel, the marketing people, and, and just how they, you know, I guess Joss Whedon has a lot to do with it, but they're just, you know, they're geniuses the way they... They, they really are, man. Together. I, got, I got to give it to them. I, I was kind of one of those guys who was really uh, just kind of down on the whole, you know, comic book, superhero, movie genre for a while, just because I saw so mm -hmm. many bad movies, and, and we saw a couple together. Uh, Punisher, what, yeah. what? We won't going to talk about that again, but um, yeah, dude. I mean, all of a sudden, it's like I'm just so into this again because they're yeah. just they're, and I mean, I, I, it's just kind of like simple storytelling, you know. I mean, it's it's not it's yeah. not like they're like completely reinventing the wheel. They're just they're creating 
complex, interesting characters and great stories. And they're doing an awesome job of just mm-hmm. piquing everyone's interest with just, you know, really well-placed, well-timed advertisements and trailers. I got to give it to them. And they, they've, they've, they've been knocking it out of the park lately. And I yeah. could not be more excited about this Avengers movie. I mean, it looks it looks great. And, like, yeah, I mean, if, if I didn't know that it was Joss Whedon and, you know, if there wasn't a first Avengers, maybe I would be skeptical. Like, well, this looks like too many characters. This right. could be, like, an X-Men 3 or Spider-Man 3. <laughs> but right. I don't know, right. man. I, I just I really have a lot of faith that this is going to be good. These characters have been built up for so long now that I, I find myself, you know, wanting to know what's going to happen to them and actually caring about them instead yeah. of just, you know, not really... Not really, I don't know, just like maybe not not being invested in it or just not feeling like there's anything interesting that's going to happen. But this really looks like it could be legitimately good. And I hope someone dies. Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. But I really no. do. I feel like yeah, it you're just right. raise the stakes even higher. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I, I mean, we, we joke about Hawkeye getting getting uh, knocked off. Yeah. Uh, that, that's time, my but, top pick. But if but if it's like a Thor or a Captain America, you know, like I guess it couldn't be Captain America. Right. Because he's going to be it's not going to be Captain War, America. but unless it's another but, Captain I mean, America. Could, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It could be. Uh, you know, they could be swerving us. We don't even know. I mean, that's that's the thing. There's so many possibilities. I just I love it. And they're, they're doing such a good job. Uh, I, I know. It feels like we're just constantly uh, sucking at the teat of Marvel, but they're just doing yeah. a really good job. So I, it's not even uh, hating really on exciting. DC. I just feel like Marvel's just yeah. been so good, um, so I'm, consistent, I'm, so consistent. And I'm I'm curious yeah. about where DC's going. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, Suicide I, I, Squad I, is interesting as a concept, and the one thing that DC and Warner Brothers are going to have to fight against, I think, more than anything, is that Marvel has set the bar so high. Like they've set the bar. Now it's up to DC to, to at least, you know, get in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, it's it's a tough task, but, you know, if they have smart people, they've got money behind them, you know, they have a good cast of characters too. It's not impossible. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing for DC is that they, they do have a, a really profitable and really successful, and not only profitable, but like, you know, critically uh, celebrated movie or series in Batman. I mean, th- those yeah. were like great movies that most people really liked and, mm-hmm. you know, even got like some criti- critics on board who generally yeah. don't love superhero movies. But the issue is now, I mean, if with that really being their only kind of major success, mm-hmm. um, that's you kind of have to think that that's going to dictate how the DC kind of cinematic universe plays out. <clears throat> right, and it's how, it, be how it unfolds. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see some of these characters who are, you know, like Aquaman like and some of the other DC characters in that kind of a dark, very dark, kind of like depressing universe. I don't know if it's going to work out, but I'm curious to see it. And I mean, I think it makes sense that they have to present an alternative to the Marvel product. Right. Which... Marvel seems so much more colorf- colorful, right? Like by, by yeah. contrast and that... The DC, you know, if you take Batman as your core and you extrapolate that over their entire universe, then by definition, it's going to be a little darker. Whereas, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think at its core is Iron Man, right? Who's a little bit of a lighter, kind of more pithy character. And then Spider-Man, now that he's back with them, is the definition of like a witty kind of, you know, more brightly colored character. That's and a good way of tra- putting it, actually. Yeah, and I mean, you I extrapolate think, yeah. that over the MCU, then it would make sense that their their universe kind of mimics that as well. That's true. 
Well, let's let's get back to the trailer and some vision yeah. talk. What do you what do you kind of see Vision's role being in this movie? Well, you know, at this point, it is all uh, conjecture on my part because well, we really what just this whole show face. is about. Dude. That's yeah, all that's we true. do. It's just that's we true. should just call it conjecture. Anyway, conjecture what, what you... and, and tangent. Uh, yeah, but right. um, well, you know, I think uh, I think Vision is is ultimately going to be a very key component. He's kind of the anti Ultron. Um, mm. He's an artificial intelligent creature as well um who i think what they're trying to go for is ultron ultimately sort of hates that he's been created Mm -hmm. um because he has no soul and he feels empty i feel like and i don't know where i'm getting this from this is just like my feeling is that because the avengers from the first you know couple of trailers that we've seen they seemed they seems just so overmatched by ultron against ultron and his ultron bots that I feel like Vision is going to play a big role in turning the tide and maybe even be, like, the character that, like, ultimately defeats Ultron. Like, he's the Neo of... He's a bit... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they need someone who's well, that... kind of from Ultron's world, in a way. Right. To no, that makes him. perfect sense. Uh, because in I, I get the sense that Ultron is... Um, that he it seems like he's created by Tony and then he immediately hates that he was created by yeah. Tony because he has no soul and he's like just this empty consciousness and and so that's maybe why he wants to destroy the world or whatever whereas vision is also an artificial intelligence but he has a soul right so he's he's like a literal foil for Ultron I completely yeah. agree I think he's going to play a huge role in the actual battle plan for what the Avengers do to fight Ultron in the film. Um, um, all right, dude. Well, I want to jump into uh, the next thing we were going to talk about, which is also related to the Avengers. And we can uh, we can go back to Vision if you got some more thoughts. But uh, there was they also announced. I guess it was AMC theaters. AMC theaters, yeah. That they are going to be doing a eleven movie marathon <laughs> of all the Avengers characters, all those movies that came out. Yeah. Before the Avengers movie comes out. And here, here's the schedule. All right. Yeah. 8.25 p.m. We start off with The Incredible Hulk. Not not the best movie, I got to say. A bit of a snoozer to start off. 10.35 p.m. Iron Man 2. Again, not my fave, but whatever. One in the morning. If you're up at this point, you get a bit of Thor. 3.10 a.m. Captain America, the first Avenger. 5.30 a.m. The Avengers. I mean, that's when things really start kicking. Like, that's an awesome movie. Eight forty-eight a.m. Iron Man three. If you're, I don't even know how you're still awake at this point, but if you are, eleven fifteen a.m. The next day, Thor: The Dark World, followed by one forty-five p.m. Captain America: The Winter Soldier, four twenty p.m. Guardians of the Galaxy. Which I'm a little, I don't, I'm not really sure why that's in here, but I guess there are some some parallels or like whatever 7 p.m the main event avengers age of ultron dude that's that is epic i mean that is like a full day from one night to the next i mean do you you mentioned that you might actually do this is that well i (laughs) 
I think it's something that my heart would like to do. Like, I think right. it'd be kind of interesting. I don't know if my body or mind is going to be up for it. Um, here's the other thing. I'm in San Antonio. I'm not even sure they're doing this in San Antonio. That's it might point. be something that they're only doing, like, in Dallas and Chicago and L.A. and New York. Uh, well, there are AMC theaters in San Antonio. Right? They are. There are. There are. But um, I know that they've done these kind of limited release events before and sometimes they're not available in san antonio i will tell you this i told my mom um as soon as i found out and she lit up like a christmas tree she got so excited and you know i just told her i'm like well mom that's great but i don't i don't know if this would be good for you <laughs> to yeah. be stuck in a movie theater for 24 hours or so whatever. are you allowed to like go in and out I don't know. I have no yeah. idea what the uh, what the parameters are. Um, a couple, a actually... couple of uh, a couple of corrections I want to make. Uh, yeah. The first movie is actually Iron Man. It starts at six p.m. So that actually is a pretty okay. sweet start because I, I think yeah. that's a great movie. And this this uh, this whatever AMC is doing would be for April 29th. That's when it starts, and it would basically mean that you would have. To, <laughs> I guess you buy one ticket and you're allowed a full day access to these movies culminating in Avengers yeah. age of all at 7 PM on April 30th, which is actually the day before, or maybe yeah. like a couple of days before it comes out on May. What is, is April one of the 30 days? Ugh, I'm so bad at this. Okay. Uh, April is, yeah, it is. It's 30. Okay. 30. So that means yeah. the next day, May 1st is when age Avengers age of Ultron comes out. Uh, right. Sorry. Just wanted to clarify that for all the nerds out there. who's like taking notes, furiously taking notes. Um, <laughs> Anyway, dude, uh, so yeah, your mom is like, is your mom like considering, I, I didn't get that, is, is she considering well, no, doing it or does she want you to do it? No, she she would want to do it, I just, I don't, I mean, you know, we, we've both got lives to live and I don't know, I don't know if that's going to be a, an actual thing that we end up doing, uh, I know she would really want to, I kind of, what my compromise to her was, if there's 11 films to watch, if I plan this out 11 days before Age of Ultron comes out, we can watch one a day, you know, at that, home. That's that's a way better idea. I think that's awesome. And and here's the other question, though. Okay, so if I were to do, okay, let me ask you this first. Yeah. How much would you pay? Realistically, pay for the marathon if you could go and you just had nothing else to do, and you were like, I'm gonna try to do this just to do it. Um, oh, the other thing is, if you go to the marathon and make it through all the films, they give you like a limited edition pin, Avengers pin. Oh, wow. Um, and I think that's the only way you can get it. So that thing's going to probably be on eBay for like 200 bucks. Well, that doesn't sound <laughs> like that much of a prize. But no, whatever. it's not. I mean, but I think it's just like an added thing. Yeah. But my, my question to you is, what do you think is going to... Okay, A, what do you think they're going to charge for the marathon? And what do you think you would pay to do it? Oh, my... I Okay, so... <clears throat> Ticket sales began today, apparently, so we could probably figure out how much these cost. I thought it was just like you buy a movie ticket and then you just hang out all day. Is that no, not I, the case? I, I don't think that's the case because. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, okay, so I'll, I'll answer the other question, which is how much I would be willing to pay. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, dude. I mean, I think it's cool and all to watch all these movies in a row. I just I wouldn't be able to do it. I would fall asleep, so I would rather just watch them at home. And then just pay for Age of Ultron. Right. But if I did have to pay, I would I would really only pay 
up to maybe two movie tickets, however much okay. those are going so like, for nowadays. So like, like eight, like bucks. twenty bucks, basically. Twenty bucks, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I'd pay twenty bucks. Okay, I have a feeling. I have nothing to base this off of, and I had tried looking for tickets earlier in San Antonio, so that actually makes me think that maybe it's not going to be in San Antonio. Um, I was thinking it was going to be somewhere in the thirty-five to fifty dollar range. But okay. here, here's the other question I have: What do you do to eat? Like, right? Like, I mean, how does that yeah. going to work? Because people are going to get hungry like at all hours of that marathon. If you buy the unlimited popcorn that's like ten bucks and the unlimited soda that's ten bucks, do you get to do that the whole day then for the twenty four hours or whatever that the movies are? Going I would to be hope running? so. And then like, yeah. like that is not a a, a balanced meal for like no. a full twenty four hours though. Like you're <laughs> no. probably gonna be throwing up <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, that that theater might during. be might be full of uh, a good old piss and piss and uh, yeah. piss and puke. Uh, I also think there. like if if you've watched all these movies in a row, like are you even gonna be are you even gonna like remember what happens? Like how lucid are you gonna be, right? For <laughs> for the film, right? Yeah, I I completely agree. Yeah, the more I think about it, I don't think I'm gonna try to do it. Um, <laughs> but. You know, to anyone out there, especially uh, you guys and gals out there in the CBC universe, if any of you all do decide to to do the marathon and you do it, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we I'm sure we'd be willing to, to do a little interview just to see what that oh, experience was like. That and would get be so you on cool. a future podcast. Yeah, please. So so anyone out there that's listening and that really does decide to do the marathon, you know, please get a hold of us and we'll be happy to, to accommodate. <laughs> all right man well let's let's jump into some other marvel news um yeah. this is kind of this is definitely in the rumor category right this right. is nothing final but um we got some uh some rumors about what we might be expecting in the spider-man movie one of um i don't know if this part's a rumor if we can actually just report it but drew goddard is set to write and direct Spectacular Spider-Man, which is the standalone Spider-Man movie. Uh, He made Cabin in the Woods, which is a movie that Mm -hmm. you love, I know. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know if maybe you want to talk about him a little bit. I mean, is that, is that exciting to you to see, to hear? I'm, I'm pleased. I mean, to not to sound like a stuffy comic book nerd, but I'm pleased with that news. I, I think I mentioned this before. I don't know if I mentioned it on the, on the podcast or not. After seeing Kingsman uh, Secret Service, which is directed by Matthew Vaughn, he also did um, X-Men First Class and uh, Wanted and I believe the Kick-Ass films. Right. Uh, I really wanted him for the Spider-Man film. I felt like the way he paces action in comedy uh, was well-suited to what Spider-Man is. Um, you know, that was just my kind of pipe dream. I There was nothing to make me believe that that was on... On the table in any sense. That being said, is it Drew Goddard or Goddard? I, I don't know. I, I I said Goddard, I believe. But let's uh, go Goddard. There's two D's there. Let's do that. Goddard. It sounds like French. He's yeah. not. Well, there is there is the yeah. French film. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, for, so for Goddard, he's the writer director of Cabin in the Woods. Um, he also did some writing on Lost, Alias, Angel, and Buffy, and most of those are Josh Whedon related projects. Right. So if you have like a disciple of Joss Whedon doing the Spider-Man film, I mean that's great. That's that's the that's the next best thing you could hope for, really. I, d- I do have a question though. Is Drew Goddard uh, Joss Whedon to Jace? 
<laughs> I almost said it earlier. I was going to okay. say that I did say it. But, yeah, he's a little bit of, you know, weed and the Jace. And yeah. uh, the other thing is, is Goddard, if you remember, and I know you you like to talk about uh, Sinister Six, he was the original person uh, attached to that film as the right. director of Sinister right. Six and the script for that. So, basically, what they did is they took him off of that project and they moved him to Spider-Man proper, which is great because that means, you know, I'm sure he's already been doing research and stuff for the film and... Uh, and from what, know, I'm, from what I'm hearing, Sinister Six looks like it's either not happening or not going to happen now, at least not next year. Uh, probably going to be put off for a while uh, if right. it even happens. So. There's, I, heard, I actually read a rumor that said that they might try to incorporate some elements of the Sinister Six script into Spectacular Spider-Man. Well, it's funny you say that because there are a couple of, I guess this is, you know, these are kind of rumors, but a right. couple of rumors coming out about what that Spider-Man movie might look like. And one of them is what you just mentioned, which is that it might involve the Sinister Six, which is like that group of, uh, you know, villains, uh, typical kind of like Spider-Man villains, including Doc Ock and uh, what's some of the other ones? Rhino, like, like Electro. Uh, Sandman, right? Stuff Sandman. like that. Yeah. Uh, coming together to fight him. Uh, but one of the other rumors, mm-hmm. and this might be what uh, Robert Downey Jr. was going to reveal, uh, which we uh, teased in the last podcast, is that the film might, a big part of the film, might involve Spider-Man fighting Iron Man as a way to kind of like pass an audition to then join the Avengers, which to which... me sounds awesome. <laughs> That's a, okay. Yeah, that's how yeah. we talked about that. Uh, I think it was in last week's podcast, or maybe the week before. Um, we we're like, oh, you know, we just kind of thought of that on air, and we we're like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Well, right. it's it sounds like other people thought the same, and people are listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Feige is a fan yeah. of comic book characters. Apparently, right. um, I'm all for that. I mean, as cool as Sinister Six would be in the film, they can get to that later. I mean, that that can be down the road. Uh, a Robert Downey Jr. appearance in the spectacular Spider-Man film, uh, and then having him kind of square off against Spidey, that's great. I mean, that is the, that's literally a fanboy's you know dream come true. Everyone always loves to see heroes fight other heroes, and you know when you're when you're on the playground as a kid, you know you have those you have those arguments. You know, Superman would beat the Hulk, or Batman right. would beat Captain America. You know, who would win, Spider-Man or Iron Man? The funny thing for me, and you know, this is more personal between you and I, but you're a huge Iron Man fan. That's that's, right. that's yeah. the that's the you know the benchmark character that got you into comics. I'm yeah. of course a huge Spider-Man fan. So the fact that they might make a film where these two characters face off is just basically like, I mean, yeah. that's like a candy-colored dream. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I'm a little you know disappointed about is that there's no real possibility that Iron Man could kill Spider-Man, which I mean, for me would just be so satisfying, especially if I could like be with you when we watch that. And just like, I would, I would immediately grab if like that, if that happened, like Iron Man, just like, I don't know, like uh, fucking impaled Spider-Man. I would so quickly try to grab my phone and try to just capture a little snapshot of your face and the, the pain of your face, maybe a video as that happened because that would oh my god that would just be amazing the amount of joy that i can hear in your voice right now is disconcerting well it would uh, you know it would be confirmation <laughs> yeah that i was the i was right <laughs> that would be confirmation but um 
Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's interesting. I think it's also smart of them to, and this is going to sound like a total Homer thing to say, uh, Homer, and I don't know if Homer even works talking about comics, but it's smart to pair him with Iron Man. You know, it's like the way if you grab like some up and coming wrestler and like put him in a tag team with a really popular guy, right. like, you know, it's a way of getting that other, like the new guy over, over, you know, over or more popular with the crowd. Spider-Man yeah. obviously is not a new guy. I mean, that's, he's like one of the most prototypical uh, Marvel characters, maybe, maybe the, the most popular, the most famous, but to pair him with the most, I would say, well, yeah, Iron Man, quintessential Robert Marvel Dan. character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, just seems like a really smart move. And the I big think dog. Would, yeah, right. Yeah, I think Man. it's. I think it's just going to help Spider Man. And like Spider Man, we've we've had conversations about this too. How the Spider Man movies haven't really fully captured what Peter Parker and Spider Man are like <laughs> in the comics. Right. But I feel like when if he could kind of bounce off bounce jokes off Iron Man, we would get a lot more of oh, that yeah. type, you know, the type of Spider-Man that that we find in the comics, who's like this yeah. wise-cracking kid. Like, it would just, it would work so much better because Iron Man is already like that, you know. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is really good at that, you know, just yeah. being, like, snarky and, like, making jokes, you know, and just kind of, like, being kind of a dick. It would be, like, the perfect guy for Spider-Man to bounce yeah. off of. So, I, I don't know. I think it's a great idea. I think, completely, I think it Completely, really completely on your side with this. Um, yeah. I, so, you know, I, I'm kind of speechless because I can't really wow. add. Wow. I don't know what wow. to add to this because okay. it's, well, it's such a dream scenario. Yeah. Um, let me let me add another thing that okay. that is another thing that's being discussed. I don't know who the Spider-Man's going to be. It's very, who's going to play Spider-Man, but um, it's still very open, but... One of the one of the other things I read is that they really want to get a young guy, and they wanted to like be you know start off in high school. And one of the reasons is that they want they want a Spider Man who can kind of like grow into the character and who they can cast in many movies, a la Harry Potter. Um, right. And that seems also like a smart idea because who wants yeah. to reboot this franchise again, right? It yeah. kind of makes sense to start with like a really young actor who can do this character multiple times. So, yeah. I mean, we're kind of getting an insight into where they're seeing Spider-Man. Um, it's still not a full picture, but, you know, we're starting to get the sense that he's going to come into this universe now as a young guy who's kind of got to prove himself. And then, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But I, I think it's, that's... Um, it's interesting, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, we're still sort of in the rumor stage, but ahead, that sounds so smart to me. I mean, one, like you said bringing RDJ Iron Man into it. It's kind of like passing the baton in a way a, a little bit. Um, like by associating Spider-Man in the Marvel cinematic universe with Iron Man so quickly, it's kind of making him like to use like mafia terms, right? He's the made man <laughs> right, right. that way. And then additionally, if you go and I had never even thought of this as a night as a, even a concept, but it's so brilliant to me. Taking the Spider-Man Peter Parker character and modeling him after Harry Potter is so smart because you can allow the character to have real character arcs, and that's really what Spider-Man, the comic book character, is known for, is having these very deep-rooted arcs as a character. Long storylines, yeah. Long storylines where he has real loss and real gain over time. And if you model it after the Harry Potter franchise, I mean, as long as they do it correctly and don't you know, uh, try to do too much at once. I mean, the sky's the limit. Yeah, um, no, it's it's smart, and you you can see obviously that they sat down and really like put together a plan that incorporates all these characters, 
And you kind of have to, right? Because you're going to like lose track of what the hell's going on if you don't. Right. Um, and um, you know, I think what what they've what they've thought about for Iron Man or for Spider Man at this point um, is kind of like what I said. You know, it's like you want to you want to bring him in as this guy who's kind of <clears throat> got to prove himself. Yeah. And then later down the line, as you know, as the actor gets older, as the character gets older, uh, we'll see. You know, I think he'll become kind of the Spider Man that we're used to, who's like the crown jewel or like the you know the leader really in the marvel mm-hmm. universe um but anyway I, I i think it's cool you know to kind of build from the ground up and not yeah. do just another reboot that's going to last a movie or two and then you got to start all over again and, and you know that marvel has proven marvel studios has proven they have the patience to do these kind of things because that's how they built up avengers you know film by film by film by film right. um two two quick things uh a sony must be just laughing their way all the way to the bank um because this just sounds like it's just going to be money 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 for sony um maybe the smartest decision they could have done and two um just as a fan and i always assumed that marvel studios was going to do well by the spider-man character and obviously it's still very early but the Mm -hmm. fact that they're kind of in in this mindset where they're ve- they're thinking very very long term as to what they want to do with the character, I think that shows that you know they're taking the care with the character that is needed to really put a product out there that both mainstream movie fans and diehard comic book fans can enjoy. Yeah, and not just assuming that if you throw Spider Man into the mix that everyone's gonna get it or everyone's gonna care about him. You know, it's like they're yeah. they're thinking about that they gotta they gotta build that character up. Um, yeah. And kind of start from scratch. I think that's smart. But um, talking about kind of mixing all these characters in, yeah. um, let's we, we got to get, and this will probably be the last thing we talk about this week, yeah. but we got to get into some comments made by Hugh Jackman, obviously. Good day, mate. Of... <laughs> well, that... you were waiting for that. Oh, my God. I can't even believe that shit. Oh, just Thank you. Back pocket. Thank you very much. Um you should do one of those every week because that yeah. was great. That might be the highlight. Uh, Hugh Jackman, who plays Wolf, obviously plays Wolverine in the X Men movies. Um, I, I don't know what the scenario was, but he was in some kind of like panel uh, mm-hmm. discussion. I think it was for a movie that he's in called Chappie. Um, Chappie, which uh, looks kind of cool actually. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's from the I can't pronounce the guy's name. The director of District Nine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like those. I like that guy's movies, and this one looks interesting. Um, yeah. Anyway, they asked him about what he thought about the X-Men joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially since Spider-Man just did. And here's, here's his quote. I'll go ahead and read it. There are so many forces at play there. The thing I've always loved about the comic book world is how a writer could pull all these characters together. And what started from a Friday night discussion of, in quotes, it would be cool to see Batman fight Wolverine, and Monday morning they're working on it. But that's an idealized world. Obviously, he's just making an example. But later on... Uh, the director of Chappie uh, asked him, what about Christian Bale's Batman versus Wolverine? Uh, and then Jackman reportedly said that Wolverine would make short work of the Dark Knight. We could try and stretch the movie out beyond a short, but I'm guessing it'd be a short film, Jackman. <laughs> I like how uh, you kind of en- encapsulated the essence of Jackman as you were reading the quote. There's a, did I? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Like you went, you went there a little bit, and I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, really throwing down the gauntlet there, Jackman. Not pulling any punches. Yeah, I mean, this isn't this isn't anything confirmed or any like it doesn't even really mean anything. It might just like you know disappear and just happen in a vacuum. But it's interesting that he would bring that up, um, and um, the story you know makes it seem like X Men joining the MCU could happen sooner than people think. Um, I haven't heard a whole lot about that, but um, it does make you wonder with the Spider-Man announcement if the X-Men are the next to fall and, you know, Wolverine really being kind of like the most popular character there. And it probably helps to have an actor who's just like so gung-ho about it and probably is going to be, you know, campaigning for it because he seems like he really wants to get involved in some of these other franchises. I love how Jackman really is embracing the sort of superhero comic book movie world and like yeah i kind of get the feeling that it's he like kind of thinks about this stuff on his own on his downtime like (laughs) he's just like yeah wolverine would beat the crap out of batman he's like you know that is like that is a fucking spot on hugh jackman impression by the way (laughs) okay well like i just think that he kind of thinks about these things it's just like as a fan and he's just like yeah i'd love to see that and um I mean, that's it's cool. funny that he mentions Batman fight Wolverine because it's like, okay, that's definitely not going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean, I guess it could. Like, people always said Freddy versus Jason wasn't going to happen, and then that happened. Um, so I guess Batman versus Wolverine could happen, and it, it does make you wonder, like, at what point do we ever get to the point where we see some crossover, a DC well, versus Marvel? I mean, it happened it, in the comics, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the old adage: if there's enough money to be made at something, right. it can happen. You know, that's that is an old adage. Don't you have that written on like a plaque yeah, somewhere? I, okay, I didn't. It does. It's like I'm paraphrasing it, but okay. but that's the thing. That's like a thing, especially in Hollywood. Like if you can prove that you're gonna make money on something, it doesn't matter what the idea is. Like somebody somebody somehow proved that the Adventures of Pluto Nash was gonna make money, <laughs> and so they're like, okay, let's make that movie. Let's, and yeah. okay, and they did, and it didn't make anything, but. But they convinced people that it would, which is the point. Um, you know, and even yeah. Spider-Man joining the MCU, that really got started because somebody, because of the leaked emails, the hacked emails, and then it got out into the open and people kept talking about it. Well, yeah, sure, it doesn't seem very likely that, you know, we'll see a Wolverine Batman movie. But the fact that it's out there now, at least it gives something people to talk about and it can gain momentum. It can't gain momentum if it doesn't exist. That's true, and that's a perfect pairing, really. I mean, if you wanted to to really get oh, like, yeah. a, a cool a cool person for Batman to fight, who's in like you know, I guess the good guy world or rough, kind of in the good guy world. I mean, they're they're very similar. That they're both they're both a bit anti heroes, um, who are you know complicated uh, three dimensional characters. They're not just like all you know, they're not they're angels. Not, they're, they're not, not just Superman, all good. right? Um, they're not completely. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know that that would be an awesome movie. Like, who wouldn't go see Batman versus Wolverine? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows what would happen? But the I more think... realistic thing is X Men joining um, the <laughs> MCU. And like, who? I mean, what kind of a clusterfuck movie could we potentially be having down the line where you got the Avengers, X Men, Spider Man, like all together fighting Ugh. the Sinister Six or something like that? Like, it, well, no, get... the Sinister Six would get wiped out. Like. Well, yeah, minutes. but the Sinister but Six like, is really the six is really just in the title because like yeah, they have true. other people they could that do help more. Them. They what could about get, like, like uh, involved? Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, that's true. That's true. What about like um, you know Avengers X Men Spider Man versus Galactus? 
you know? Oh, right, or, right. You know, something well, like I think, that. I might be wrong, but I think in the Sinister Six series, some X-Men do get involved, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure Juggernaut's definitely involved. He, I know he's not an X-Men, but he's like one of the X-Men villains. Yeah. I'll have to go back and check on that. But, I mean, yeah, I'm There's just saying. There's been some like, cross-pollination could, between teams in yeah, the comics. Yeah, you could have sure. like something like 50 comic book characters in one movie. Like It Oof. could get really insane. I don't know how you would write that movie, but... you know, that would actually, be impossible. <laughs> that actually brings me to one that last That was my point. Christopher Walken impression right was there. It, what, did you yeah. say we'll leave without him? That would be impossible. What? Be, I thought you would say. I thought you said that. We'll say it without him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, no. Sorry. What were you? What were you saying? Uh, no. Just that. You know. You, you keep bringing up the Sinister Six, and that's something that a lot of people haven't really talked about with Spidey joining the MCU. Um, the other thing that the Marvel Cinematic Universe gets by by Sony allowing them to have Spider-Man back is they get Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery. Like Spider-Man yeah. has arguably He's got the best the villains, best villains yeah. in all of Marvel. I don't so even you, I wouldn't even say arguably. I think he clearly does. Yeah. So now you can bring that whole host of villains and you can mix them into, you know, whatever. Like I've seen Rhino fight Daredevil for instance. Like that's Of course. Happened. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Um though I don't think we need any more Rhino. I don't know. Is that Well, not the Rhino that was in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. We definitely, I don't think we need any more of that that yeah. particular Rhino. Um, but yeah, I don't want to go into a whole other tangent with that. But I just wanted to bring it up because it's something I was thinking about before, and uh, I think I think somewhere down the line that's really going to pay off for MCU is to have the the Spider-Man villains maybe cross over into some of the other properties. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, you know, I think we, we covered all the bases this week. I think maybe next week we might have to set a little challenge for ourselves to, like, maybe not talk about Spider-Man or Iron Man. I don't yeah. know, maybe. Or Marvel uh, trailers. <laughs> but, no, I have no problem talking about them, especially since they're in the news lately. And um, that's, that's kind of what we do. You know, we just cover what's what's in the news in Spider-Man and Iron Man have both been in the news. And I would imagine by the next time we do a podcast, we'll finally hear what... Robert Downey Jr.'s big announcement is. Uh, we'll see true. if that was, uh, you know, disappointing or not. But um, um, Also, as a teaser, and I'll just, because I'm pretty sure this is going to time correctly with the next week's podcast, um, uh, an independent comic called Powers, which is done by a guy named Brian Michael Bendis, who's maybe my favorite comic book writer, they're producing that into an online TV show a la Netflix, but it's going to be on a PlayStation network. That's like pretty cool. It's an exclusive deal. It's supposed to be really cool. I think it's an unrated show, like so it might have oh, wow. might be more adult oriented. Um, that should be releasing right around the time of the next podcast. Hopefully, we'll get the first episode out by then, and and you know maybe do uh, I can you know touch on that a little bit. Did you read some of those powers comics? I have read it a little bit. It's it's basically like a detective story where there's these detectives that used to be powered people. And now they're cops, basically detectives, and they investigate um, crimes or murders involving superhero type people. Interesting. And uh, it's it's very kind of film noir esque uh, in the way it's written. So I'm really right. curious to see how that turns out. Uh, and then, okay, I, I'm actually just throwing this on you, but I know we're gonna we're gonna end this cast no, pretty quickly. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do this in sixty seconds or less. Yeah. Because um, I just thought about when we're talking about Daredevil. Vincent D'Onofrio was just named as Kingpin. Oh yeah, and I've seen some photos. He's a, he makes a really good Kingpin. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I I mean I just I again I agree. Uh, we obviously won't really know how that turns out until the the episodes actually air. 
But in terms of the still images, yeah, he looks pretty good. I'm just um, hoping once the episodes air, I'll be able to decipher like what's happening, and it's just not like a black screen. Not a black screen. It's just it's so dark, man. It's I will so, say this. I can't though. tell what's happening. I will say this. Uh, it's a little controversial that they decided to go with a white kingpin. Why is wait what kingpin <laughs> in the I'm comics? Just, uh, oh, okay. I thought you were being serious. No, I know Michael Clark Duncan played kingpin. Yeah, I'm just in the, joking. In the Daredevil he was movie. Black in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I I thought you were being serious. <laughs> no. Um, I, I sold it. You did. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is just a good actor, so I'm yeah. I'm excited about what he can do there. Uh, if we can see him. If we can see him, it might be hard to tell. At least he's like a big guy. I mean, Kingpin's a big guy. so a big maybe white like guy, so we should be able to see him. Big, bald, least. white guy. We should at least be able to make out his silhouette pretty easily. So that's yeah. that's promising. Yeah. Daredevil, though, I don't know. All bets are off. I don't really know who, who's... Yeah, it's going to be hard to tell what's happening. Yeah. Okay. When's that going to drop, by the way? Uh, in April? Okay. I want to say April 10th. So, about kind of like when Avengers happens. But not that much longer after Avengers. Yeah, because Avengers. Or no, before Avengers. Because Avengers drops May 1st, right? Uh, and I think Daredevil is either in mid to late April. Uh, I'm going to. Ho- I just looked it up. Daredevil will hit Netflix on April 10th. So, nicely done, man. Yeah. All right, man. Well, another week. Another show. Another uh, week in comics. Enough said. Another week. Enough said. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, it was good talking, and we'll be here again next week to talk about the news in comics. Catch you guys next week. Until next time, take care. Later. Later.